This is a headgum podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn, she'll try. Just a tip, and you'll be on your way. With Meg and Batoon on Friday. Welcome to Just a Tip, an advice podcast hosted by me, Megan Batoon. One time, my sister told me that my hair would grow if I kept the tips of my hair underneath the water in a bathtub, and I believed it. So that's why I have a friend here to help me help you, J.P. Sachs. That's such good advice from your sister. <laughs> this is what I missed about not having a sibling. No one had that kind of advice for me. It's not. It's the worst, and it's wrong. Number one, and I like ended up being shriveled, and my hair didn't grow. So. Yeah, but think about all, like, the character building it did for you. <laughs> oh, the trust issues that I have because of it? Do you mean, like, the strong, charismatic, successful life that you have? Oh, and that was from her telling me that my hair I mean, would grow look, if I'm I underwater. Mean, no, but, you know, you never know. I guess you do never know. You're an only child. I forgot that. I'm an only child. I have no siblings. How, how is it? Um, I, I very much would like a sibling. Yeah? Yeah. I want uh-huh. one. I mean, I know I can't have one now. So sometimes, like, I assign my friends honorary sibling positions. Sure. Uh, just because, you know, I feel like there's something nice about knowing that there's someone on in your generation who is inextricably tied to you. Yeah. That Not is to, a like, whole thing. Yeah. What what kind of sibling would you want? Like, would you want a sister or a brother, older or younger? I'm, I'm pretty – at this point, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> my hands are open and I'm just waiting. I'm hoping one of my parents has an illegitimate, illegitimate child they haven't told me about. <laughs> It'd be sick. I'd take it. Like a half-brother. Yeah. He's like, even if he's like 35. I'll take it. I'd be down. That's so interesting because I feel like the people that are born with a sibling or without like how it is. And they couldn't imagine it reversed. Like I couldn't imagine not having a sister. But like for for an only child to be like, I would want this. I guess that is very much you. And well, I'm sure we'll get into that. But you are a very open and like compelling and like feely person highly like emotion driven Mm -hmm. for all of you that don't know jp is a ridiculously talented musician thank you and also we want to explore past life regression (laughs) which has nothing to do with your talents (laughs) yeah nothing at all i mean who knows maybe i was like maybe whatever i was in a past life like i did something really great and then the world was like here you can have this skill in this life. Because my life's pretty great. And I don't know what I did to deserve it, like, in the last 25 years, so. I love that. Maybe. Maybe it was your past life being, like, pay it forward for you this life. I was, like, an impoverished philanthropist. I believe that. Like, I didn't have a lot, but I still gave a lot. I feel like, I feel like you've just written your next song. <laughs> I would never put that in a song. <laughs> it sounds narcissistic and arrogant to say it in a podcast, never mind in a song. <laughs> Uh, that you 
are so good. And one, this is a quick little funny story. I watched a movie and I thought JP would do such a good job covering one of these songs. Huh. And I send it to him and I was like, you, this would be amazing. Like you would make this incredible. And he just texts me back, Megan, I respect you and I don't know how to say this, but I hate this song. <laughs> I was like, rightly so. But I'm saying you would make it good. Look, I'm not going to try and defend myself in this moment. <laughs> that is a true story. I have, I have no rebuttal. All of that happened. I gave you my truth. And all that's I all do. I wanted. I didn't like that song. I would much rather someone be honest and it hurt a little. <laughs> not that this did. <laughs> <laughs> it came with no judgment whatsoever. I have, well, and I hope you, you, I mean, you haven't sent me any recommendations since, so I might And I won't. Discur- Come on. <laughs> just because. Just because the first one wasn't, like, my thing doesn't mean that there isn't all sorts of music that you love that I might love, too. Yeah. That's a great song. It, it I mean, clearly it affects a lot of people. Uh, I wasn't affected uh, by it. I was just saying you would make it better, which I think we both you. can agree with. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> I, I guess I have to do it now. That's the only no, way you to can't. clear my conscience. I won't do it. No, you I, can't. I, as I was saying it, I realized it was a bad idea. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to follow through. You would hurt as an artist, and that's fine. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to play it for anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be my birthday present next year. That's a good idea. Yeah, we talked about birthday presents once. Uh huh. You actually suggested I record a song for the birthday present I was asking you about, and I did do that. You did? Yeah, I haven't given it to her yet, but well, I did. Didn't her that. birthday pass a while ago? There's like a buffer if the present is good enough. The longer you wait, the better the present has to be. Oh, agree, but how long is too long? Like, how long after, if my birthday is this day, right now. Today. However, whatever day we're recording, whatever day you guys are listening, this is my birthday. Okay. How long from this day can I wait and it still be fine to give a present, even if it's amazing? I mean, there's so many factors. What are the factors? How close we are as friends. Um, I'll say that we're moderately close. Like, we aren't best friends, but we are... Just speaking terms and like we hang out. I mean, in that case, it's probably not expected I would even give you a present. Fine, at all. we're a little closer than that. So we're like just on the cusp of like I give you a present for your birthday, friends. Sure, but like just barely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like at that point, there's like a three month window. Wow, that's a long time. Three months? Yeah. I wouldn't even remember my birthday after three months. So it would be like a really lovely surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So if it's three months, how good is this present that you have to give me? It has to be good. Think of a present right now that you would give me. (laughs) Other than the recording of the bad song. Yes. Okay. Uh, That's that's worth waiting three months. Three months. I mean, it is... Four months after your birthday at this point? Five months? Four months. Yeah. March, April, four. Your birthday is six days after mine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Yeah, because you were going to release, or you did release, mm-hmm. a few things on your birthday? No, but two weeks beforehand. Okay, very close to my birthday. And I was going to release my choreography to the few things mm-hmm. on my birthday. And then I got injured. That's Okay, so that's the tying thread. If no one's figured this out yet, JP is the artist that I was going to dance to on my birthday, but in rehearsal... I got dropped and hurt my shoulder and was out for two and a half months. I'm so sorry that happened. <laughs> that it's tied to such a beautiful song. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's okay. I'm better now. Amazing. Yes. But yeah, so our birthdays are very close. Uh-huh. So it's four months for my birthday, 
What are you giving me? I was thinking that I'd like given us enough of a tangent to have just dodged answering <laughs> it. But clearly we didn't get far enough. Clearly my focus is too strong for yeah. once. Okay. Mm, how much? I think I can give like five seconds of silence in this podcast. Yeah, like, we can. Think of something really fast. Five. I would bring you somewhere because experiential gifts are the best kind of gifts for in my opinion, mm-hmm. and it would be something, I don't know, something like kind of weird and unexpected and fun. Cool. Yeah. And that's, that I would wait three months. Is, yeah. What's it called when you tie yourself to the back of the boat and then you like fly? Death? <laughs> oh. A death wish? Tie, oh, uh, parasailing? Something like that. Something like weird like that. Oh, yeah. Parasailing is real fun. You've never done that? No. <gasps> or... A friend of mine just went, um, I don't know the words for any adventures, apparently, uh, when you just actually jump off a thing and then you, like, glide. Not bungee jumping. No, you're not attached to anything. You just have wings. You have wings? I mean, you don't have real wings, but you have, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, like, uh, Free-flying? Paragliding. That's the one. No way. Paragliding looks insane. So you jump off of a plane, but without, so it's. It's like skydiving 0.5, like 0.5 of skydiving. It's half of skydiving because you don't free flow. Have you You, gone skydiving? No, have you? No. (laughs) I'm scared of things. I think you can also like jump off of like mountains and stuff. Like I think that I, don't, I think that there's less planes involved in paragliding. Okay. And it's like a. I would for sure do this. Yeah. I I would would much rather paraglide than bungee jump or skydive. That's exactly how I feel. Because you're not, you're always supported. With bungee jumping and skydiving, you're free-flowing until something catches you. I want to know that you're going to be there from the jump. You just made it a metaphor. You made it a metaphor. I like that. (laughs) I always make it a metaphor. I want that, too. Uh, The other day, how much can I say uh, about this? Um, The the other day, I was in an altered mental state. (gasps) The result of that altered mental state was that literally Everything anyone around me said or anything I saw, I received as a metaphor. <gasps> I was like stuck in metaphor filter. Wow. Yeah. It was like. I love that. Let's. Can awesome. you remember anything? Like anything anyone said? Because I would love that. Uh, well, yes. So we were swimming up a river and rivers are inherently metaphorical because you're like swimming upstream, which is just an accepted metaphor, <laughs> yes. but everything anyone said, they were like, you know what, as soon as we get to the next point, whenever we want to go back, we can just let the stream take us right back where we came from. It's so harder, <laughs> it's so much harder to get there than it is to go back. And I'm like, metaphors, metaphors. That is kind and of And I a... was just tripping out, and I think I might have yelled at one point, <laughs> I'm swimming in metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like as cliche a songwriter moment That's as I could have had. You were metafloored. I love it. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. That was so good. You guys. Metafloored. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't realize I was getting accolades from every corner. Well, I like I it's solid metaphor about the paragliding. You wanna be you want someone to have you from the start. You don't yeah. want that. I'm not sure it's a good metaphor. It, <laughs> well, no, it's a good metaphor. It might be bad advice. Yeah. Because you have to be on your own for a little bit, but you don't need someone to catch you. We've extended the metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a podcast about metaphors. It's about Advice. Advice. So people write in with mm-hmm. their sticky situations, and we try our best to help by giving advice and doing, saying what we should do or what we would do or 
however we would get through their situation to maybe help them. Okay. Is there a, are we going to hear a situation right now? Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Are you ready to hear it? Yes, I'm ready. Here it comes. So here's a story for you. An exchange student came to my school for a year. The family he was staying with just so happened to be close family friends, so over time, me and him grew pretty close. After a couple of months, I realized just how perfect this guy was for me. This was about two months before he would be moving literally across the world. I started to develop feelings for him, and we finally kissed, and it was amazing. As we started to really talk about the feelings we had for each other, it was time for him to leave. Now, I'm having a hard time trying to get over him. I know it would never work considering he lives in another country in a whole different time zone, but I just can't let it go. Any tips on how to get over him? Sincerely, moved out, and moving on. <gasps> this is heartbreaking. Have you ever liked someone that lived far away? Mm-hmm. <gasps> I have. <laughs> just that. No follow-up questions. I have. Was it a long-distance relationship? I've been in long-distance relationships, yeah. Exclusively? Um, no. <laughs> it sounds like you're like, this is all I do. It works perfectly. <laughs> Sing my... songs, and I'm in long-distance yeah. relationships. <laughs> it fits perfectly into my commitment issues. It just like totally <laughs> sets the stage for me to be, <laughs> to be where I need to be. I know I was in one in high school. My first girlfriend uh, was lived in Vancouver, and I lived in Toronto. Uh, how far is that? Four That's out? like New York, Los Angeles. <gasps> oh, okay. That's right. Um, That's too far. But firstly, to like, what, what mo moved out in moving on? Yes. Is that how she signed off? Moved out and moving on. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. That sucks, first of all, because yeah. caring about someone and having them leave is a shitty thing to have happen. So firstly, I feel for you, and I'm sorry. Um, With that being said. Now we'll move on to <laughs> advice. Uh, I mean, love is great. Feeling, having feelings for people is great. So mm -hmm. I don't think you can regret any of that. And challenge there is just being able to hold on to everything about it that was lovely and wonderful without having it keep you from the next thing that's going to be lovely and wonderful. I have no idea how to do that, Megan. Do you know how to do that? Oh, God, no. But I love hearing that that come, came from any man. <laughs> Because, yeah, Irene's crying in the corner. <laughs> She's not going to be okay for the rest of this podcast, I can already tell. <laughs> Using her hair as tissues. This is a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing that people never really keep in mind when they go into new relationships or they split with someone. Is they don't really remember the great times and, and the things that they really explored within themselves with this other person. It's just kind of like... He's not in my life anymore. I can't think about him ever. And then it's just kind of always reminding yourself of why you broke up with that person. Except for after a long enough time, then you can kind of revisit and be like, that was a really nice time. But they ha I think some people have to go, uh, I think all of us maybe, have to go through a roller coaster of emotions before we can really like keep a hold on to what was really great. Because you're so hurt and all you can think of is being hurt. Yeah. Unfortunately, as a human being, we have so many feelings, and when those feelings are extremely bad, it's very tempting to be like, how do I not feel these bad feelings? Yeah. But it's kind of not the point, because like, sometimes things are extremely sad, so the appropriate way to feel about sad things is sad. Mm -hmm. And so if you're trying not to feel sad, it's just not going to work. Um, but uh, <laughs> I've experienced that one. Uh, thinking, I could, thinking I could choose not to be sad and then yeah. it not really working. You can't. There's this poem by um, 
one of my favorite poets. Her name's Nayira Wahid, and she has this very short poem. It goes, I'm trying to remember you and let you go at the same time. Oh. <laughs> I got chills. It's, it's like 98 degrees, and I'm, <laughs> I'm cold. Yeah. That one, like, hit me so hard because, like, that's what it feels like to, I think, be apart from someone who you really love mm -hmm. because, like, you want to let them go. You want to let something else beautiful in, but you also, like, don't want to have it. You don't want to, like, let the memories of it slip away. Yeah. But, again, I have no idea how to, like, hold on to something in your memory without holding on to it, like. Emotionally. In, yeah, I just don't know how. I'm, this is my thing with this question is how. I you usually would be like if it's not in the cards, it's not in the cards. Let go until something. It, maybe it'll resurface. But what if this was the one? How do you know if someone's worth fighting for in a situation like this? Are we ever gonna know? This is my question. <laughs> I think you can't really check into how someone else is truly feeling, but you can check into how you're feeling about something. And I think in any given moment without being able to know like what the future holds with the person, you can know what it feels like to hold on to that person. And I think if holding on to that person like leaves you feeling like fully horrible, <laughs> then if like every time you think about it, it's just making you sad and you're not as present in your relationships and like everything else just feels darker and miserable, then holding on to them is probably not the move. Yeah. But if like when you think about them it like makes you happier and makes you want to go out and like do things that other things that make you happy, then maybe holding on to them is something that you can, like, compartmentalize in a meaningful way. Yeah, I agree. But, but how long did they talk? A couple months? That's, I don't know. I feel like that's not enough time to know if this is. Not that she's asking if she should fight for him, but in this situation, she's asking how to get over him. So putting my romantic aside of, like, <laughs> fight for this guy across the world Getting over someone. I guess we can talk a little bit about that. Do you have any tips on how to get over someone that you thought was like the one? <laughs> Is it sad? No. I feel like I've I talked about this so much that I'm like, I don't have feelings anymore. <laughs> I have none of my own advice. Sure. But I have been hearing other people say some things about this that <laughs> may or may not be true. So you and whoever's listening can take this for what it is. I've heard people say that when you are trying to get over someone outside of a relationship, especially when you weren't the one who chose to leave that relationship, uh -huh. that you shouldn't idealize that person. You should like try and be realistic about the way you enter your memories. So every time you're like entering some like golden, shiny version of what the relationship was, you should be like, but also mm -hmm. like after that memory of us having like the best date and the best sex and the best conversations, like, we also then the next day woke up and had a huge fight mm -hmm. about, like, you being late for work or me, you know, not welcoming you enough into my emotional experience. And then we had this whole fight, and then I felt like ass for four days. <laughs> You're supposed to, like, think about that stuff. That's a good way of going about it. I remember I broke up with somebody, and for months I was so sad because I, I would only reminisce on the good times. And then I had to, at one point, I had to take a journal and write down everything bad about the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I would have to, every time I was wanted to reach out to him or think that I made a mistake, I would go back into that journal and read line by line why I didn't want this to work out, why we weren't good for each other, why would we, why we would be better separate. I just heard a dude say that in a TED Talk. Really? Yeah. Maybe I should do a TED Talk. You should definitely do a TED Talk. I could never. I would watch that TED Talk multiple times. I could never do a TED Talk. I've actually... It That's would, ridiculous. I'm so scared of public <laughs> speaking 
which is fu- well because this is different. This is we're recording it, right? Uh-huh. It's just us hanging out in a room. Uh-huh. A TED talk is a bunch of other people waiting to laugh and waiting to get enlightened. Whatever. If they don't laugh, they're wrong. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so, I wouldn't even know. If you could give a TED Talk, what would it be on? Well, I would spend like quite a while thinking about it. So would you. You would like prepare. You wouldn't like have to give a TED Talk now and you do. just get up you, on stage. You have to do a TED, talk, a TED talk in talk five right minutes. I, I mean, I would sing some songs okay. because I have that prepared. That's good. I would I would sing the song that I have that starts about watching a TED Talk. Sure. It starts with watching a TED Talk. That song's not out. Um, I would... I don't know. I'd probably like stumble over ideas the way I'm doing it right now where you ask me questions and I'm like, I have no idea at all <laughs> how to do any of that. Um, I like that. That's what my, that would be my TED Talk. I'd get up there and be like, here is some uneducated advice from an uneducated person that may or may not help you in your life. Ooh, very open-ended. I like that. And then I would say what's on my mind. I like that. I think my TED Talk would be on how to stay off authentic in a world that's fabricated okay so you're you aren't going to give a ted talk but you already have like the killer title like (laughs) on the tip of your tongue the title is just there i feel like that's the one thing that i have been able to navigate a bit with like the amount of brand deals i do and this person needs this and the audience wants that and me as an artist wants this i think i figured out a way to balance it to where everyone's happy seemingly (laughs) Uh, or if I didn't do a TED talk about that, I would do one on, it's so clear to me I have nothing on the tip of my tongue. Doesn't TED stand for something? Uh, the... To educate, uh, yeah. Technology something in design. Technology education education in design. design. That sounds right. Is that what it is? Uh, My friend gave a TED talk once. Cool. I didn't watch it. No, I was lying. Because uh, I hadn't looked it up yet. It was still loading. Technology, entertainment, and design. Oh, that's interesting because it's much more educational than entertainment. I guess. I think the reason I can't give you much clarity on an answer to these questions is because in the process of me getting over a breakup, I was in, I mean, I guess not so unique of a situation where a lot of people talk about the advice of not living in the memories mm-hmm. of that. Not like harping on it, not spending too much time thinking about it, trying to move forward. Um, unfortunately, although my life has like grown over the last five months in my career, all of my songs are about the thing I'm trying not to think about. Mm. So it's challenging to lean into your career when your career is based on the thing you're trying not to think about. Right. <laughs> That's tough. It's, uh, it's interesting. Because you kind of have to revisit that feeling every time you perform so that it comes off genuine or it'll just take you there whether you want to or not, it right? Takes, yes, whether I want to or not is exactly how it, what it feels like, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, because, you know, you spend a long time with the person and you're a songwriter, you have a lot of songs about that person and then you have a song, a lot of songs about breaking up with that person and then even if you're not in the midst of that feeling, you do a show and show, you know, sharing mm-hmm. feelings with people you know, gives you a lot of feelings. It's hard to avoid. And if I avoided it, I'd be a bad performer. Right. So I get up there and I allow it to happen and then I'm in all of these feelings. And then, uh, so I don't, I don't know how to balance That's crazy to think about because like as a performer too, I don't go in my feelings because I keep my, any dance that I've made for a specific person or a feeling like that, I put online as a video and I never do those live. Mm. I only do 
like the fun ones. I do the ones that like the crowd is going to respond to. But as, as a songwriter, we want to, uh, not me, as a listener, we want to hear the songwriter in all of their feelings. So we have different crafts so much because I can kind of pick and choose what I want to put out. And you kind of just have to go for it. Kind of have to. I mean, the last song I put out um, came, it's a, a love song for my ex-girlfriend. I wrote it about a year and a half ago, like in the midst of that love. And then that song came out a month after she broke up with me. Mm. And then that song was like the most, it, it got more attention than any song I put out before. And all of a sudden I'm getting like all of these direct messages on Instagram from people being like, this song is the reason my boyfriend and I stayed together. Or oh. this is going to be my wedding song. Or here, watch this video of my wedding with your song in the no. background. Yeah. Or like I was singing at a poetry event randomly. I went to a poetry event um, that I go to a lot in. It's called the Poetry Lounge. And I got up and sang the song a cappella because it was shortly after it. It was like two weeks after it came out. Um, and a guy came up to me after like kind of flustered and says, I can't believe you're here. I can't believe you just sang that song. Last weekend, I heard that song on Spotify, and my girlfriend and I had broken up like two weeks earlier, and I just, I had to send her the song because it just felt so much like how I felt about her. And then she responded, and, and that kind of started this conversation between us, and now I think we're getting back together. And, I, and it's just crazy for me that you, you were just here singing that. Oh so, my God. Is this changed? This is The Few Things. Oh, this is, that's my favorite song. So it's just, uh, it's been an interesting few months kind of living in a song about that love while trying to live without that love. My heart is broken and full at the same time. Let's <laughs> welcome to my life, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a show of JP's one time and he was singing, uh, not that song, it was called Same Room. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a beautiful song, uh, but you're basically, you, you tell what the song is about and then I'll tell the story after. Just give us a few words of what the song is about. It's it's the first song of my breakup song era, <laughs> where uh, I wrote it like three days after we broke up, uh, after going to a friend's concert and not expecting her to also be there, and then writing about what it was like to be in the same room. Yes, and it's highly, like you can feel every emotion, because you paint a really good picture in it. And he's playing this song in a in a small cafe, and someone drops a glass and it shatters like in the middle of your song and then you're still playing and then you take like a quick second and you're like, that's exactly how I felt. And then you continue to play this heartbreaking song. It was really comedically gold and also you can tell that that's exactly how it was. Thank you. <laughs> you're um, welcome. I think it's important to like, it's been important for me to laugh at myself and all of this because, and I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but for me, the feeling of heartbreak has been, it's like, feels absurd. There's like, a, there's like an air of absurdity to all of it because it is so like viscerally painful. Yeah. It feels like the world is ending, but also like rationally, like, you know, like, well, the world isn't ending. Like I'm going to be fine, but it doesn't feel that way. And that like, difference between like how you feel and like what you think is just like a little funny yeah in like a dark way <laughs> but it's a little funny so I've in the songwriting that comes out sometimes and just in the way I talk about it like trying to just recognize that a lot of it is ridiculous very real but ridiculous yeah I guess that's kind of a good tip for moved out and moving on that like it is a lot in 
in your mind, but it is happening to you. So you can't take away any feelings. Just know that you will get through it, I think is the only advice that I could give aside from like uh, the whole cliche thing of like working on yourself and doing all these other new things without this other person. I actually, I think it's someone tell me one time, unless this was myself telling me this, is like <laughs> one ye- one calendar year from you dating this person and you want, you have all these memories with them, right? They were there for your birthday. They were there for Christmas. They were there for Halloween. You did everything together mm-hmm. to do one full calendar year alone so that you can replace those memories with just you being a strong person. And it only matters that you can like exist and then you can like move on. I don't know if I made that up or someone told me that, but that's what happened. I mean, it sounds like lovely advice, but also it's so prescriptive. Like, who knows yeah. what's going to happen in a year? Who knows who you meet? Exactly. Who knows what goes on? But that's what you shoot for. Like, one time I, I broke up with this guy and I was like, I'm not going to date for three years. Knowing that, like, I would probably date someone in a year, but, like, you have to hold out longer. You know, it's like when you're running on the treadmill and you're like, all right, I have a whole nother mile left. And you're like, okay, I can push through. And really, you only have, like, five more minutes. You know, you it's a mind game you play with yourself to almost increase your endurance or your stamina so that you can get through to this next little push that you just need a little bit more. You know? Yeah, you're so clearly way better at this than me. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess I have been through quite a few breakups. Like I feel like more than the normal person. Mm. But like I'm like Sorry. It, Sorry? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It's not. Let's see. Let's go through it and see how many breakups I've had. Go. And one in high school, another one in high school, one in college, one when I got out here, and then two more when I got out. I've got like six or seven like breakups, and I date these guys for at least uh, on the low end six months, on the high end four years. Whoa! How many of those were like heartbreaks? Two, <laughs> and a, a flood of silence Damn. fills the room. Two's a lot. Two is a lot. I mean, one's a lot. One, one. <laughs> Yeah, when you have like a real heartbreak, it feels like your limbs are going to fall off. A little bit. <laughs> it's it's just so much. Yeah. That's okay, though, because we're all getting better, right? I mean, some of us are not getting better. Some of us are like definitely get worse for a bit, but it's not linear. Like, yeah. some days you don't feel better. Some days it gets way worse. But like, ideally, in the grand scheme of things, if you zoom out enough, it's like, average moving upwards. Yeah, you're plateauing, but it's going up incrementally. Incrementally, exactly. There's a saying that's, oh gosh, if it's going to be okay in the end, and if it's not okay, it's not the end. That's a good saying. I think so too. I like that. Because if you're in a heartbreak right now, and you really believe that you guys are supposed to be together, maybe you are, and maybe it's just not right now. So it's not over until you're dead, which is kind of grim. It's and then even, you're dead. even then, you might have another life. Because of, maybe it's the next life. Maybe it's the next Where life. you like are reincarnated as a kangaroo and they're reincarnated as a kangaroo and you fall in deep kangaroo love. Yeah, or they could be kangaroo in your pouch and then you it's a maternal love and it's a different love, but That's it's true love. so weird. <laughs> you want to turn your exes into your future children? Megan? <laughs> That's what you kind of do with your normal people. You make a kid and it's half of you guys. That is so different. <laughs> it is so monumentally different. <laughs> Either way, it's true love. And that's my point. Some like Benjamin Button stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's this w- one dude. I don't know who it was. I've been watching a lot of dudes talk about 
a lot of <laughs> a lot of men and women give advice on this stuff. Um, and one of them <laughs> said, uh, he said, uh, you can be encouraged when you leave love because some you found love with someone and people aren't all that unique. So if one person loved you, then there's going to be someone else who'll be even better. Huh. Which is like, I guess kind of nice. <laughs> because I guess people aren't all that unique, but it feels like they are when you know someone really well. Yeah, I feel like the m- main thread that everybody has is that we all just want to be loved uh-huh. so desperately. Yeah. And we're all just searching for the same thing. Maybe mm. people search for it in different ways. Maybe they go about it different ways. But it, strip everything away. We're skeletons and wanting love. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's just a Halloween on Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, Halloween on Christmas. Great. And in the night, we'll wish this never ends. Yo, that would be fun to do Halloween like, on Valentine's Day? To like just pick another day and have it be Halloween Valentine's Day. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just take everything about those two days and put them together. Yeah. What would you call it? Halloween on Valentine's Day? Oh, I'll call that um, Boner Town. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Megan, why though? Because skeletons are bones and love is also boners. (laughs) Okay, I should have to explain myself. I got it. What would you call it? This is Halloween on Valentine's Day. Halloween on Valentine's is Day. Is called? Is called The Lovely Bones. Mm. Cute. It's Although, also a terrifying movie. Very terrifying oh. book and movie. Wait, give it another name that's not anything else. It's not already a thing. <laughs> Just playing off of your thing that's another thing? Because I'm unoriginal. <laughs> um, I would call that, oh, because there's like candy and chocolate in both. I'd probably just call it like Chocolate Day. What's wrong with Lovely Bones? It's Lovely already Bones a thing. Is a thing already. We I'm going against the book. myself. I like that book. He, the he, the guy gets we killed with the it. icicle. It's like we accept it. You'll call it chocolate box. What? Chocolate. Maybe box. like like <laughs> chocolate box of bones. <laughs> Why does it have to be bones? Because <laughs> you put it in my head. Because you're just so funny. <laughs> okay, we have chocolate box of bones, and then JP. What's your holiday name for Halloween and Valentine's Day? Red wedding. <gasps> Ooh. That's already a thing, too. Is That's it? already a thing, too. That's in Game of Thrones. It's in Game of Thrones, but it's, like, romantic and terrifying. Ugh, you guys are up on pop culture, and I don't know anything. I didn't know either of those thing- two things. I thought you guys were both <laughs> making those up. <laughs> <laughs> I am so far out of the loop, I may as well be. <laughs> I'm so far out of the loop, I'm a rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out where to go with that, and she... Oh. All right, I'll give you I, rectangle. I'll take boner town. <laughs> We're one for one. I don't know if anyone outside of this room will like these jokes, but we certainly have. <laughs> we d- we've enjoyed them thoroughly. They love it. <laughs> love um, it. Did we help this person? Any tips on how to get over him? I think we s- did. We or did we just talk about our own heartbreaks? I mean, look, there's no there's no real prescriptive way to do it. You reach for it as long as it feels good to, and if it's hurting you to reach for it, then you should stop. And if it's not, then you should do it, and you should feel your feelings, and you should. In avoiding pain isn't always the goal. I love that. I feel your feelings. I think we should end on that. Feel your feelings. Feel your feelings. Yeah, although sometimes they suck. Sometimes you have to be sad, though, and th- that's the other thing. You can't like skip over feelings. You have to go through them, and that's a whole journey. 
It's the only way to go. It's yeah. See, I know these things are are correct. <laughs> I just like really wish they weren't. I know. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. I know. I can speak from it because I'm so unaffected at this point in my life. But coming from the other side, yelling across the pond, <laughs> just do it. You're good. <laughs> like we're having fun over here. Oh. It, like, it looks so peaceful, the not giving a shitness stage that you, you seem to be living in. <laughs> it just seems so lovely and peaceful and serene. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, without you, you're not worrying about that. It's great. I look <laughs> up to you. <laughs> but it will always get there. That's the cool thing. We've all been through heartbreak. We've all cried our eyes out and didn't want to see daylight and... <laughs> didn't take a shower for days and our bones hurt. Like, this was just last week. <laughs> this, was, this was this morning before I had breakfast. I'm wildly malnourished. <laughs> I also, I think that this girl might be in high school because that's the exchange program right, thing exchange program. makes it seem like it might be like a oh. senior year type situation. That, that makes that it harder something. because I feel like when here's the one thing about like first loves is that I think that it's the most true love that you have because you have nothing to relate it to. You're not hurt. You're not carrying any past baggage. You're truly yourself. You're giving a hundred percent of you what you think love is. And I, it's almost like, Oh, that one person that got that, like you're the only person that has that and give it back. (laughs) And you've leased it for long enough. It's time to return my heart. <laughs> but yeah, I mean high school. You're you're going to grow up. That's the other thing in high school. Is everything seems like it's the worst even if it's not about heartbreak. If if Sandra kicked you, like <laughs> you're, you're going to be fine. If you're not already fine. Was there a Sandra who kicked you? No. No. No one's ever kicked me. Ever? Maybe in 5th grade. There's this boy named Max who I think I maybe mentioned this one time. But there I really liked Ed, Ed and Eddie. Do you remember this show? No. <laughs> Sometimes I have Canada gaps. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. So you're just always nice over everything. Yeah. I'm just like not in smile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the Ed Fred who kicked you? And then Eddie. Right. So he didn't kick me, but it felt like it in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> he, I loved Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And I printed out the schedule of when it would show on TV, the timetables of when you can catch the new episodes of Ed, Ed, and Eddie all week. And I didn't, I didn't laminate it, but I put it in one of those uh, Trapper Keeper transparent paper holders. <laughs> There's got to be a better way to call this. You know what I'm talking about, though. In a three-ring binder, you have that transparent uh-huh. page yeah. that you put in another piece of paper. A binder, like folder. What's binder it called? Man. Did uh, you guys ever get to write on the overhead machine? Yes. Wasn't on that? On the transparencies? Yeah. Wasn't uh, that, like, the... Best thing I, ever. I don't think I ever drew anything in class, though. I just think I drew inappropriate things after class. <laughs> they would like, but it's like in English class or math, and they would let you do the class. And it's like, oh my gosh, I have all this power. And it's, they probably just don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who wants to write the the paragraph? And I was like, oh, dude. I know. There were so many things back then that like we had that one, are not in schools anymore, and, oh, and yeah. also were, like, completely silly and unnecessary back then. Like, those $400 calculators they made everyone buy. Graphing calculators? Yes. Yeah, that's a little intense. No one and needed they, those. And they made you buy it. They made... 
that was like some sort of corruption scandal. I 100% think Someone it had the school board by the balls with those calculators. Because why can't you just buy them as a school and then like lend them to the kids and then if if they do something wrong then their parents have to pay for it we couldn't afford that yeah they're called binder sleeves oh binder sleeves binder sleeves what else is in schools that are probably aren't there what was your chocolate milk situation was it a carton a carton <laughs> oh. was it a carton or was it a pouch i'm gonna go so canada on you right Ew. now about so in Canada for y'all your Canadian fans we have bagged milk. No, so no, that's what we had. Wait, what? Where? In How? Florida. You had bagged milk. It's too? like a little pouch, and you have a, a pokey Capri Sun straw, and you poke it in, and then you drink it like but that. It's like a clear, like it's a full. It looks like a full bag. Like how big? Like a like a liter bag of milk. Okay, not that big. He's talking about milk you'd buy in a store. You're talking about school chocolate milk. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> Thank you for helping. We, we were like not communicating well. No, no, we weren't. Like this is a classic right. friend situation. I gotta make sure I jump in because yeah. everybody listening is like they don't know. <laughs> You're I'm the conversation good. referee. Just to just tangent even farther out to the left. On that same day where everything was a metaphor, yeah, I also might have had a 15-minute conversation with my friend about Capri Sun <gasps> and what exactly that means. Like, is it Capri's sun? Is it the sun in Capri? Where is Capri? Isn't isn't Capri a place? I think so. In Italy? But I'm it, just throwing so, things at the wall. Would it be like the Capri Sun or like the Caprisian sun? Capri Sun. Why is it? This a... conversation is so much less interesting sober. Someone... I thought I would bring it back and it would be like, oh, this was like a great moment in my in my previous day. No, so now what... I'll have this conversation That's... now, but it's just not as fun. That's so funny. One time I was also unsober and I like made this this whole mental state about like how fire is so dangerous, right? Like we're all on board with fire being dangerous mm-hmm. and you don't want it anywhere, right? But like when you're in a good enough state, you like just like throw a little bit of fire over here, like on a candle, and you're like a little bit of fire. <laughs> like, <laughs> so to you, candles are like little risks. <laughs> yeah, but you're like this would be better if there was a little bit of fire, a little danger in the corner. <laughs> like, it was so funny to me. I did another fire whole bit, uh, but I, that I forgot. My chunk on fire. It, it's a whole chunk. I, it's so funny because anytime I'm a little bit un, like not completely clear-minded, I always go for fire material. Hmm. So I feel like I'm a fire comic if I ever was. A girl on fire, Chris D'Elia, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Another TED Talk option, potentially? <laughs> yeah. I wish I could remember my other fire bit. I'm excited to hear it. Um, Capri Sun was named after the son of Capri, Italy. <gasps> Here's how to make Capri Sun better. Mix it with water. Why is it so sugary? So the first sugary. ingredient is sugar, and then the second is water. Stop it. It's sugar water. <laughs> Men in black. I just uh, remembered how the conversation came up. I was wearing shorts that were a little bit long, uh-huh. and my friend was like, those are capris. Oh, wow, they like, were that long? I was like, no, 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 they're shorts. He was like, they're capris. And I was like, no, no, they're shorts, but I would love a capri sun. And then we just talked about capri sun for too long. Love that. Yeah. Drink Cap- your Capri Suns with Capris is what we all need to be doing. In, in the sun. In the wow. Sun. That is, I would leave. If I saw someone in Capri drinking a Capri Sun wearing Capris, <laughs> <laughs> I would turn around. First flight home, please. I have to get out of this. 
That's so funny. We have such different reactions to that. You would leave as immediately, and now all I can think of is that I would like to be in Capri, <laughs> wearing capris, drinking Capri Sun. I would Under be who sun. would make you leave. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, man. We really covered a broad range of topics here. We really did. I think it's time for a break. <laughs> okay, breaks. We're going to take a quick break while JP gives some extra sage advice you can find on meganbatoon.com slash podcast, and we'll be right back. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back at it. Say, do a back at it jingle. We're back at it. You, that, you just did what I did. <laughs> I like yours. Let's do it together. One, We're, two, three. We're, We're back, back at, at it. it. I mean you now. Huh? Oh, wait, All together. More bad. Count it down. One, two, three. We're, We're back, back at, at it. it. Cute. JP, yes, what are you working on lately? <laughs> I am working on new music. <gasps> I'm working on new music. I'm about to put out a bunch of new music. Um... There's going to be a duet version of one of my existing songs. <gasps> and then there's going to be uh, a bunch of new songs. And I think come September. And they're all about new feelings. New feelings? New feelings. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Are they all going to come out at the same time in like an EP or trickle out I like don't singles? I entirely know. Cool. They might come out in ones or in twos or in threes. or We'll see. I really Any just number. want as many of you to hear it as possible. <gasps> so... The goal is to figure out some sort of strategy that allows that to happen. A hundred percent. If you are listening right now, pause the podcast, go on Spotify or Apple Music, anywhere you listen to music, and just type in J.P. Sachs, S-A-X-E. You and your life is about to be changed. <gasps> That's one of your songs. You like to tell me I changed. Like anybody really stays the same. True. Why do people always say that? They're like, when people are trying to like cut you down, they're like, you've changed, man. They're like, well, duh. It's yeah. Like, what? What'd you think was going to happen? When people say I change, I say thank you. That's really nice. Because you're only getting better. That's essentially my whole song in, a, in one interaction. <laughs> you just summed it all up. I'm super excited. Okay, so September. What's your favorite of any of them? Can you even pick a favorite or are they all like your children? I mean, my favorite's usually the one I've written most recently. <gasps> so the one I've written most recently is my favorite. You wow. haven't heard it. I've already heard it? You have not heard it. I've written it since the last time I saw you. No way. Mm -hmm. 
I'm upset. <laughs> when can I hear it? I'll play it for you. Okay. After we stop recording? Yeah. Oh my gosh, a full concert. <laughs> Mini concert at lunch. <laughs> Irene's only been to two concerts, so this In is... your whole life? Want to come to three? I have a show on August 2nd at the Troubadour. <gasps> yes, we'll be there. Dot com slash I'm it's a benefit it. for the ACLU. And it's myself and Rhett Madison and Vincent. It's going to be wonderful. That's incredible. <laughs> we'll be there. Amazing. Thanks. Three concerts for little Irene. Three concert. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm not like, like my MySpace was never like music or nothing. Like I was just not like a music girl. I love music, but it's just not like my whole life. So I was like, I mean, if why would I spend money on a concert when I can just like listen to it at home? But after I saw her friend's brass tracks perform, I was like, oh, I guess I can again. I guess I get music now. It's, it's really funny because music is everything to me. And uh-huh. so Irene and I work through... Through my house, <laughs> we're ghosts. <laughs> we just fly through. <laughs> we work in my house, and I never don't have music playing. The, the only time I've ever come into Megan's house and music isn't on is when she's not there. <gasps> and I should put it on for the cats. I always think that too. I used to, I leave the TV on for dogs when I'm house sitting. I heard that when I got these kittens, that uh, one of the articles said like play a podcast when you're not there so they can get used to human sounds. So maybe I'll get them hooked on just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> Two more subscribers, baby. <laughs> Subscribers. Wow. Was... Me, wow. <laughs> you guys hang out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Probably too much. Oh, that was great. Yeah, so we gave you our own performance, and now you'll give us <laughs> one afterwards. Well, I'm excited for the show. I'm excited you're going to be there. I'm excited to be there. Thanks for inviting us. You're so welcome. Yay. Are you ready to help other people? Yeah. Great. Here we go. So I've been seeing this guy I met over a year ago. We both say how much we don't want a relationship, but are happy with the intimacy and conversation we share currently. A friends with benefits kind of deal, if you can see. Well... As I said, it's been over a year now, and it's very safe to say no feelings have formed on either of our ends. I like what we have, but it's come to the point that I feel like the past year have sort of been a waste, considering we're both exactly where we were at the start. That is, we're friendly, slightly romantic, physically attracted, but not super invested in one another. He's a really great guy, super nice and considerate, and always messaging me to let me know that he's thinking about me. I guess I'm in a gray area in that on the surface he would typically be someone I would want to date, but there's no deeper attraction there, which really confuses me. I don't know if this relationship is even worth saving, or if it's even possible to be in a place between friends with benefits and dating. From friends with drawbacks. Wow, I have never read a question sent to us that's on this topic. But I relate so hard. I have been in this situation plenty of times. I feel like I only live in shades of gray. <laughs> JP, new song. <laughs> and not in a sexy way. I'm in more than 50 shades. I'm in, from black to white, I run the gamut of every single shade. So that's where I'm at. Have you ever... <laughs> Have you ever been in a friends with benefits relationship? The hard thing about these questions is that I have follow-ups. Okay. You give me the follow-up question and I'll answer in if I was this girl. Okay. So how confident are you that 
this guy doesn't want more of a relationship with you. He's never mentioned it, and it seems like we're both pretty happy where we're at. Right. Has he never mentioned it because he is considerate and cares about you and knows it's not the place you're in, so he's not wanting to ask you to be in a place that he already knows the answer to? I think he definitely knows where I stand, and he is super nice and considerate. And so you might be right. You might be right. And even so, now what? <laughs> well, if you think that he might want more from the relationship with you, but because he cares about you so much, he's taking whatever he knows is there for you to give him, mm -hmm. is it really fair to him to keep him in a place where you're, as someone he really cares about, giving him 50% of a relationship while keeping yourself from meeting who might actually be someone who you'd want a deeper thing with because you're filling some sort of space with someone who fills it partly? As this girl, she says, I don't know if this relationship is even worth saving or if it's even possible. So she's saying that she doesn't know if it's worth saving, which means she doesn't. she's not all the way in. Uh -huh. But she is in a little bit. So I guess the difference between where I was when I'm in these types of situations, which I found myself multiple times in them, is that I always end up going back to the same guy for this one reason. Like, he's the greatest that I've gotten to know so far, and we've clicked on a level that I've never clicked with anybody else. But for some reason, I never want to get in fully into that relationship. So I don't know how to answer this question because I guess we're, it, we're in a different position where it seems like she's, she says there's no deeper attraction there. But this other guy I could probably marry. <laughs> she's not saying that. She's not? <laughs> I'm saying she, I want to get married. Because if she was, <laughs> if she was saying that, if there was like a guy who she felt really strongly about, this wouldn't even be a question. Yeah. So it seems like she should get out of this. I, I mean, I think so. Yeah. I did this for a year, and then that same girl was my girlfriend for two and a half years. Because you were like, "What's the point if we don't go all the way for it?" Uh, Slash, I love you. <laughs> So she was my best friend, so there was a lot of I love yous. It's funny to say I love you and then have, because of the shifting nature mm. of your relationship, have I love you start to sound like a different thing yeah. as you move forward. Um, and then, yeah, it became like we've been monogamous best friends for a long time. Right. So wow. Yeah, that would be very maybe hard. Maybe this is not. Maybe we're lying to ourselves. Me, me and person X. Oh, okay, okay. He was like, me and you? I don't know if you're lying to yourself, Megan. I don't think I'm lying to myself. I think I know where I stand. But a good way to like keep yourself from having like, you know, the part of you that wants to be loved fully filled is by filling it with people who partially fill it. I know. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Let's chew on that for a sec or we'll choke. <laughs> <laughs> they, I don't, the question is... Really interesting because they're friendly, slightly romantic, physically attracted, but not super invested in one another. It seems like from an outside perspective, the easiest way to go about this is to let it go yeah. because it's you're not filling each other at all. You're just kind of meeting each other halfway and going, what's up? You're here still. You, she literally just described a relationship essentially with it's whatever. Right. And relationship's supposed to be like, it's the fucking best thing, mm -hmm. not it's whatever. Yeah. If you were in a situation similar to this, what would you do if a friend with benefit didn't want anything, but you wanted more? Would you ever say something, or would you understand that she doesn't have the bandwidth or capacity to 
entertain a relationship in which you just kind of stay where you are. I would date them for two and a half years, try and <laughs> pretend that didn't exist, and then get to a point where I wanted more from the relationship, but was afraid to ask, then not ask, then become more emotionally unavailable, then create issues in the relationship, <laughs> and then eventually break up and spend a long time trying to figure it the fuck out. J.P. Sachs, everybody. This was his Troubadour show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Where should, I mean, the, the main piece of advice we could give this person is save your time and emotions. Don't do it. What are you hiding from? Like, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of being alone? Or are you afraid of, like, there's not going to be someone there? Yeah. Those are scary things. I don't mean to be, like, no, they 100% not empathetic are. about it. What, Irene? Important, though. I think I disagree with both of you. Oh, my God. Because here's the th- here's a sentence I find very interesting. Hit me. Well, as I've said, it's been over a year now, and very safe to say no feelings have formed on either of our ends. Not true. You're writing us an email. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I have found that in friends with benefits situations that I've been in, there's always, yes, a mutual attraction, but also... You have to, it's very rare that you hate the person that you're friends with benefits with. So, like, people that I've been friends with benefits with, I've been friends with and, and enjoyed and whatever. And when I have had feelings and been like, oh, this is becoming more than what I, than just a general attraction and a liking. And, like, you kind of have to have a crush on somebody that you're friends with benefits with. Like, yeah. oh, that, like, I'm excited that they texted me. Like, that's still fun and exciting. When I have grown more feelings than just that. I've told them and been like, hey, I know that this is what we agreed on, <laughs> but I want you to know that I want something more. I 100%, this is like a nonverbal contract that we both jumped into. If you're not down, I get that. But I'm also not going to keep doing something to myself that's making me unhappy and like I'm not fulfilled with it. Bravo. Yo, that's like, Bravo. That's some, actually. <laughs> that's some classier. serious emotional intelligence. Well, kudos. The thing is, oh my you. God, have you ever had a kudos? What's it's a kudos? A, it's, do it I want one? It doesn't exist. Any, you do. You but want I some? Can't have I got one. some. <laughs> they don't exist anymore, I don't oh, think. Oh, they're so good. The M&M's one. What are they? It's a little, it's almost like a Rice Krispie treat covered oh, in chocolate with other stuff inside. Wait. That sounds amazing. It's like a little, look, look at this bar. It's like a little chocolate, like Twix shaped. Bar. You guys are getting me like so excited crispy. about something I can't have. Why? It's basically oh, what this girl was, is doing to the guy. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, you. I've never had somebody describe it as well as you just did. It's like a. It's like a, a rice crispy that's not too sweet. Yes. Because then the sweetness comes from the candy and the mm. chocolate that's covering it. Why? Is and they're it so small. Good? They're tiny. They're so tiny. you can have like three. I would eat those every day after school. I'd get home from school and it was like my favorite after school treat. Mm-hmm. It's very not good for you. Terrible. It's just a candy bar. But my mom got them from Costco. And so we always had a lot. Yeah. And like all the Dove ones would be left over because they were the boring ones. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And Eddie and I would eat, my brother and I would eat all the Snickers M&M's ones. Oh, the m Oh, my God. If you could buy an emotion at Costco in bulk, what would you do? And you can also give these to other people, like like the kudos. Oh. So you you are the one that gets it from Costco. Is it a variety pack? No. One emotion exclusive, but you can give them out to other people. Got to buy it at Costco. Got to be an emotion. Got to be one. What is it? I think mine would be, because I want to say laughter, but laughter's not an emotion. You can take it if you want. I mean, I think mine's not an emotion. Oh, then yeah, laughter for sure. Okay. I was going to say happiness because that's like laughter. 
What's yours? I guess happiness isn't, happiness would be an emotion more than laughter would. Uh, I would buy understanding. <gasps> oh, that's a good one. That's an emotion. <laughs> yeah, is it? Yeah, like I feel very understand. Like, because there are times where I don't feel understanding. Right. I'm not going to even yeah. try. Because how great would that be is anytime you need to, you need to feel that, you can. And anytime anyone else needs to be understanding, you can give that out. I would go with like peace, but like, not like, oh, now you like don't want to kill anyone anymore. Like peace. Peace like. Right. A friend comes to you and is like, I'm tripping over my ex or I'm really hurt over this. Yeah. Not like I'm taking that feeling away, but I'm taking away the like whatever is keeping you from moving past that feeling. Yes. Yeah. Can you imagine if someone was like, oh my gosh, can we talk about my ex for four hours? And you're like, <laughs> here, have this jelly bean and you won't want to. <laughs> I and like I that it's in the form of a matrix style. And then we'll never have to do it. Yeah. What would we ever talk about? This podcast would be seven seconds. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could find out anything else to talk about from Capri Suns to Kudos. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it's only after school 90s. <laughs> no one can relate except for us. Oh, that's good stuff. Main tip, get out of here. Yeah, and just tell them the truth. The truth well, my mom said this, and I was always like, you know, but she was always like, the truth will set you free. And I really, really agree. There's this really magical thing that happens that I've been noticing lately in the last five months when I've kind of become more of a hippie than I used to be, mm. where I've just developed this idea. I didn't develop this idea. I have, <laughs> I Welcome have, to my TED Talk. Yeah, I haven't developed this idea. I, I have this idea that I'm sure lots of other people have had, that if I'm just honest of the time, in all situations, with myself, with others, 100% honest, whatever my goals and, like, whatever will come from that will be what needs to happen, regardless if I would have thought of it or not. Because I used to be so goal-oriented and driven and, like, so narcissistic. I'm still narcissistic, but, like, in different ways. (laughs) used to be narcissistic in the sense that, like, I would choose what I wanted to feel. I would choose what was going to make me feel that way, and then I would try and figure out how to get there. Mm. And now I've tried to let go of that and just do this thing where I'm, all right, if I'm just honest in all scenarios and try and connect to what feels real, then whatever comes from that is what needs to be there, is what I need to have in my life, and is probably way better than what I would have just come up with in my own uninformed, arrogant way. Yeah, I think so, because it's not contrived. Yeah. You're following the path of destiny. Ugh, I hate the hippie words, but I, I know. What else I'm are you like, gonna say? Look, it's it's what you say. That's I guess I should say. just embrace it. It's who I am now. We it, this to, is who I am now. I've showered our in destinies weeks. and our past life regressions, and learn to connect with our chakras and shamans and <laughs> omens and crystals. It is. It is a lot. Like half of it, I subscribe to, and the other half, it's just like this is a lot. Like I'm, I'm sure crystals are great, but like I haven't gotten into that. But I do believe in energies. Energies. That, well, because here's the thing. Everything is energy. Mm-hmm. This everything are the chairs we're sitting in are just atoms banging into each other. Like that's that's what it is. <laughs> it is. So that. you can't even light is energy, sound is energy. Don't tell me you don't believe in energy. Okay, totally. But isn't isn't the whole idea there that there's this mystical sense of the universe that we could not possibly understand? So isn't connecting to something we couldn't possibly understand by trying to understand it kind of counterintuitive? A little. <laughs> Yeah, a little. <laughs> I feel like, I guess I don't see it as like a mystical unknowing. I just think we there is energy unequivocally there, right? right? So it's it's less of like a, what is it? Versus this is energy. 
And I know that energy can only give and take. You can't create new energy. It's just, what is it called? Energy is neither created nor destroyed. Yeah. There's another part to it. There's like a punchline. <laughs> There's and a don't si- mess with Texas. <laughs> <laughs> There's a science punchline. And buy a crystal. <laughs> and buy a crystal. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know anything about chakras or I don't do crystals, but like, I do think energy is very, very real. I think so too. Well, it's also like we walked into intelligentsia. Actually, the intelligentsia that I met you at, JP. Oh. Irene and I walked in and everyone was in a sour mood. And we were just like, is everyone okay? Like, I just, I didn't even want to, I didn't even want to think about coffee or anything about the rest of my life except for how to get out of this one moment because the energy was so foul. Do you believe in full do you believe in full moons? <laughs> <laughs> do you believe that the moon can ever be full? <laughs> the, the moon is constantly unsatisfied, never fulfilled. The moon is my heart. Oh it's my gosh, it's waxing and waning. Waxing and whining. Oh my god, that's my new beauty studio. Everyone just comes to get waxed but can also vent. Um, wait, did you see the uh, solar eclipse? What's it called? The solstice? What's it called? That one thing the, that everybody was freaking out? Yeah. Like, like a while ago? Yeah. Did, where we wear the glasses? Yeah, did you see that? Uh, I, I did. Did you go to a place where it's full darkness? No. Yeah, I didn't either. Cool. But we can do it again in Let's like Let's do it next years. year. Oh, wait. Well, it's next year all the way across the world. You want to do it there? Okay. When's the next eclipse? Is it called eclipse? Yeah, totally. Solar eclipse, I think. Total solar eclipse of the heart. (laughs) Good song. (laughs) Thank you. Um, The next total solar eclipse in North America will come on April 8th, 2024. What about like... In the world. In the world. I think it's like maybe next year, but just a, a little bit south. In like South America or something like that. July 12th, 2019, mm. mostly South America, but yes, and like specifically like the yes. bottom third of South America. There's a specific line that goes complete darkness and that you can only, it's only like, it's like a belt of places. So it's not all of it. What's, what's the main, main, main place? We should go to one of those place? places yeah. on July 12th. July 12th, 2019. Where's the main place where you can only... I heard one of my friends went and I was like kind of making fun of him. And I was like, this is a waste of your time. Because he was like going to drive there and like sleep in the car and then go out to the field and like uh-huh. do it. But he came back and he was like, you, you will never understand. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. You can go to Uruguay, Buenos Aires. Don't cut that out, Irene. <laughs> Buenos Aires. I'm not going to try to pronounce it like I know it, because there's an accent. I think that was pretty close. Thank you. Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. That was way worse. (laughs) (laughs) San Luis, uh, Cordoba, like, so that range between Argentina and Uruguay, you're good. You're a good. There she is. Did you know Mike Mike Berbiglia has that one joke where he's like, we went to the Olive Garden. My dad was like trying to pronounce all the Italian dishes all all regular. And he was like, I'll have the pasta (laughs) fagioli. And the server's like, no, you'll have the pasta fagioli as everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Like trying to pronounce correctly things you have no idea about. I have no notes. (laughs) Great. So we're going to go there? I'm yeah. down to go. Buenos Aires, July 12th, 19. 2019. July 2nd. July 2nd. 2019. I'm busy. You're busy. <laughs> You're busy? <laughs> no, I'm totally available 
for July 2nd, 2019 in Buenos Aires. Great. I've always wanted to go to Argentina. We're going to go. Amazing. Did we help? Yes. This, oh, the friends with benefits person. I think we helped. We said get out of there. I, I think we helped. I, I want to know. I want to know what they both think, though. Because those situations are so complicated. It doesn't seem that complicated by the way she says that they both have no feelings. I mean, her saying that in that being... Well, I guess, yeah, she is writing, so she, I think she's a little bit more invested. Or she just really wanted to talk to you. <gasps> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, parting tip, part. Parting tip, part. Like, um, oh, I, that was my tip, part, from them. <laughs> the oh, parting part. tip, yes, is part from this guy. I thought we had guy. gotten to the parting tip part where we, this is the part where we give the parting tip. <laughs> is this another slam poetry event? Because I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> Uh, that was like just the right amount of sassy for me to laugh with <laughs> I'm hardly sassy. I feel like sassy is not something that I am. I'm pretty sure There's that... silence, so that, maybe I am pretty I'm pretty, pretty sure sassy. that was like well-documented, like you taking shots at my previous comments on poetry. Is I love poetry. Was that a shot taking? Have you ever shot a gun before? Um, and a real one? No. A water, a water gun, a paintball gun. What else have you shot? That's I've not shot a paintball gun? guns. I've shot confetti guns. I've mm-hmm. shot guns at the fair. Uh, T-shirt gun. Uh, I've never shot one of those. What's a gun at a fair? You know where you have to like shoot targets at the fair, the games. Oh, 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 right, right. And if it was like pellets of cotton candy into <laughs> someone's throat, <laughs> that's my kind of fair. <laughs> have you shot a gun? Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a gun range directly next door. Huh? How? Mm-hmm. What was that like? Really powerful. I'm really bad with hand-eye coordination, but like I got pretty close to the bullseye. I nice. can't play darts worth anything, but I could do a gun. I used to really believe that I was a descendant of Robin Hood and therefore a naturally gifted archer. <laughs> um, because my last name is Sax, and Robin Hood was descended or connected to the Saxons. And I just, in my childhood mind, really believed that I would tell people. <gasps> to an age older than, than you would expect a kid to try and convince people he was connected to a fictional character. <laughs> How old? Probably like 12. Oh, that's fine. I, I thought you were time. talking about like 18. I'm actually related to Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> I know you think he's not real, but he's based on a real character and he was named Robin Hood. And I would was, so believe this. He was descendant of the Saxons and my last name is Sax and somewhere between like, you know, the that family making its way to Canada. I would 100% believe that. Yeah. Huh. If you could be related to a fictional character, who would it be? I know, loaded question, and I didn't think about it myself, so don't ask me. Christopher Robin. (laughs) For who? You? You already have Robin Hood. Christopher Robin Hood. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be, I know who you're related to. Who? The Wendy's logo. (gasps) She's so hot. I know. (laughs) Did you know that her shirt spells mom? What about you, Megan? Who is your fictional character, that family member? Oh, man. I, I guess it would be a cop-out to say Belle, just because I only related to her when I was growing up, because she was the only you princess with like brown hair. You look too, though. You're really pretty, and like you're, you give everyone a chance. I, does she give everyone a chance? Not at first. <laughs> <laughs> I liked her because she read books, and I was like, this is a smart one. Um, and she fed the sheep, whether she wanted to or not. How would did, you be related? Did you ever? See the meme that was like, <laughs> she, it's it's her singing and it's like, 
bell. There goes the baker with his tray, like always. The same old bread and rolls to sell. And then the baker says, well, there goes Belle singing her daily mean song about us. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the part where he's like, I need six eggs. That's too expensive. That's me at Whole Foods. Every time. <laughs> Yo, you should definitely walk through the aisles of Whole Foods singing that bell song. <laughs> oh, my God. And film it. Yo, do you That's remember funny. when, when uh, Gaston's little buddy is, like, singing about Gaston? La Flu? La Flu. <laughs> no, it's La... Is La Flu. Is it La Flu? La Flu. Is he sick? <laughs> yes. And French. Oh, my God. I think they are French, right? They are French. Dies <laughs> <laughs> of La Flu. <laughs> Next life here. Oh, <laughs> oh man, it's gotten so hot. It really has. <laughs> Tell us Maybe a lyric so we can flu. get colder. Tell us a lyric. Uh, <laughs> cold lyric. I have a lyric about being cold. Really? Yeah, I have a lyric that goes only on the days my hands are cold because I fell for you that morning in the morning. I fell for you that. I'm, I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good song though. I just like I I think I've reached a point in this where I'm like, I need to be careful of what I say because the hunger voice will come out, which is either me being irreverently stupid or being very, very mean. The lyric is only on the days my hands are cold because I fell for you that morning in the snow. And here in California, you're not on my mind much more. Only on the days my hands are cold. Oh my god, I am cold again. See, it really did work. Chills? When you have talent chills. You can endure any temperature. <laughs> oh, man. That's all after you. No, no. I had nothing good to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> Always after you, JP. <laughs> uh, I, that song is... Often my songs are based on like a single moment where I have a thought or like one line that will birth the rest of the song. Um, and that was the line for change, the only on the days my hands are cold, because I was walking home from the studio on Melrose and it was bizarrely cold yeah and something about my hands being freezing reminded me of of this the night a night i'd spent with my ex-girlfriend in toronto and then it just all came back to me and jeez wow i i think we we can't go any further i think we should stop here while we're cold well yeah while we're in an okay temperature that's (laughs) our show jb thank you for all of your wisdom um wisdom is arguable but i'm grateful to be here Where can anyone find you on the internet? Uh, I am on social media at at JP Sachs, S-A-X-E, and I will be in person at the Troubadour on August 2nd. August 2nd, and then new music in September. New music in September. Uh, I'm so excited for all you guys that don't know who he is, because this is going to make your life so much better. Uh, I'm so happy for you. If you're listening, you're in luck. If you have a sticky situation or burning concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona. Also, rate us five stars because I just cut my hair off, so I'm going to need to spend hours holding the ends of my hair like my sister told in the bath. And what would hold me over? A good rating. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>